Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Today is February 28th, last day of the month. Tomorrow is March 1st. Holy crap, the year's almost over. The year is almost it's over, guys. Minus, minus eight outside there today here in uh, this morning in Edmonton, or Leduc, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. We're broadcasting live on the Podbean app. So yes, we are. welcome to everybody who's here with us live this morning. Yes, yes, you can listen in live every morning on the Podbean app. Um, we broadcast from Edmonton and uh, join in the, on the conversation. If uh, you're a real estate investor, you want to get into real estate investing, um, you can click the call in button, ask your questions, or join in on the chat, ask your questions there, and uh, we'll answer them. Um, and today is one of those days that we're really hoping that you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a pretty intense. Um, weekend at the uh real estate investing cabin retreat yes yes yeah, big weekend so um i don't know we got a, quite a bit of sleep i think wayne and i both passed out some point between 8 30 and 9 p.m yeah <laughs> With, yeah i could barely normally we'll watch a show before bed and i could barely stay awake through it and i'm like oh geez yeah i gave up but thankfully we were able to get seven or eight hours of sleep which is yeah amazing <laughs> yeah, because we we averaged about three to four over, uh, through the cabin retreat uh, weekend, um, and we were getting about four hours of sleep last week. So, yeah, the um, the retreat for those of you guys that don't know what it is is um, we hold a real estate investing cabin retreat every now and then, um, where we bring five to six real estate investors into a cabin for three days. Um, and yeah, it's it's like you kind of disconnect from the world, and we just we we talk about life. We talk about what we want, we talk about uh, what we have. What fulfills us. What fulfills us. And then we talk about how we're going to get to what we want Yeah, using real estate investing strategies. And uh, it goes super, super deep. And there's you know, a lot of emotions and, and uh, a lot of strategy and creativity. And we use our brains <laughs> for 15 hours a day from from morning until midnight and it's yeah it's, it's draining but you leave just with so much clarity and uh, it's a lot of fun we build a lot of great relationships and that's what we did this past weekend so as we said normally the monday after is just like we're zombies yeah um but i you know i know a few of the people that uh, uh that were at the retreat are here this morning and i'm surprised mm-hmm. personally i'm a little surprised i mean you guys <laughs> you guys must be more tired than we are to be honest so, uh, yeah, the next cabinet retreat, though, <clears throat> has been announced, and that's uh, April 1st through 3rd, yes. um, which is next month, just about a month away. So, Yeah, almost exactly. Yeah. Um, you mentioned today's the last day of the month, mm-hmm. which means the last day uh, to for the top fan of the month as well. Oh, yeah. Big day. Big show. Big show. <laughs> really so, big show. I guess tomorrow we'll... we'll do a draw of the top five names. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So tomorrow morning, um, we'll take the the top five uh, fans of the show. Uh, we'll give up the ballots, or we unto the ballots into the hat or whatever. Yeah. Um, first place is uh, is going to get five ballots. Fourth, four, three, three. No, is that no. Right? no. <laughs> first five, second first. four, third three. Yeah. Fourth two, fifth one, <laughs> opposite. We'll have it, don't worry, we'll have it figured out by tomorrow. Um, we'll be a little more awake tomorrow, too. <laughs> and uh, top fan's going to get... <clears throat> pardon me. A top fan is going to get uh, one free men- uh, month of mentorship. Yes. So that's going to be... Um, mentorship is, is bi-weekly calls, um, uh, strategy calls, and ass-kicking calls, um, <laughs> and, and unlimited text and emails. So you have all access to myself. Text me whenever you want. Morning to midnight. Six hundred and seventy-five dollar value. That's an amazing prize to win. So, well, congrats to everyone who's been hustling on the the hearts and the sharing and engaging. All you know, it, it's 
I, I, I want to, for, for those of you that are loyal, that, that tune in every morning that are dedicated to bettering themselves. I mean, yeah. Heck, I want you guys to win. Absolutely. I want to give you, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> anything we can do to, uh, to help you reach your definition of success. Uh, I love the point in the show when the first <clears throat> 300 seconds has passed and everybody all at once hits their first heart button yeah. and my screen just floods with hearts. It's so cool. <laughs> Do you see that on your end? Do the hearts fly up uh, your screen on the computer? Uh, no. no. Okay. It doesn't. You, I'm sorry that you missed that. It's really cool because like there, there's like, I don't know how many, like maybe like 15 who all joined like the second you hit the live button. So right when the three first 300 seconds passes, they all hit the heart at the same time. And it's just like, boom, just like hearts flying everywhere. And it's so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, as I mentioned, sorry, I, uh, as I mentioned before, bring your questions today, please. Um, we need them. Yeah, I mean, like we we always have ideas of things that different topics that we can bring up and talk about. But I mean, geez, three months, three months is gone or two months is gone. Two, two, two months. months is gone. It feels like three. Um, you know, we're into the third month now tomorrow. And uh, we're we really, really, really want you to get your questions answered so you can start taking some action. Um, God. Yeah. Also, um, we're just completely drained. <laughs> We're spent. We leave it all on the field. We leave it all on the field at that cabinetry. It's, uh, I, I, it's funny. Um, yesterday afternoon, we we're like, oh shit, we are way behind. Yeah. And more, we were more behind than we have been in the past. And we always try and think about other, how, how can we, how can we get more in? How can we squeeze more in? We want to make sure that everybody, you know, we have certain things that we need to cover uh, throughout the weekend, but um, it doesn't matter how we, we always fall behind. And then it's like, we're cramming in the last four hours into the last two hours. And it's just like, it's, it, it's funny. Normally around two o'clock is or one o'clock on the Sunday is when you start seeing the aha moments mm -hmm. where like people really start like, holy shit. Yeah, I could, or I can. And then you only have a couple hours left. <laughs> We're like, all right, let's get it done. And we're just like running from group to group to group, just trying to figure out, okay, well, let's, let's, you're going to do this and we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and we're going to do this and just starting to cram in that plan. And uh, I, I was saying to Gabby last night, I'm like, we need a longer retreat. We need another day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, cause it's, 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 there's so much that we cram in there. Yeah. I think we're, we're supposed to be like wrapped up at four and start like tidying up the cabin and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was like I was chatting with one of the attendees and and something clicked on like the the method that they wanted to be using. And he looks down at the clock and he's like, oh, it's 420. <laughs> and I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to go get our stuff together. <laughs> um, uh, Eileen asked if we can talk about our new flip. Yes. Indeed. Um, well, there's, there's a little announcement there. We're actually, um, we haven't give us today and, and we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll officially launch it, but we're going to be holding an open house at that, that flip. Our new yes. Flip. Yeah. So for like, we're going to kind of do the same thing that we did at the last townhouse where, um, I think we did three, right. We did like demo stage, mm -hmm. getting put back together stage and then finished, um, once the place was done and cleaned and stuff. So yeah. uh, I think we're going to try to do the same thing here. So yeah, we're like, oh, okay, well, that means that, you know, demo happens quickly. So we're going to have to do one in the next week or two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're, we're thinking, uh, what's the date that we were looking at? When March 13th. March 13th. Tentatively. Let's, uh, yeah, we just decided that I think yesterday. So we actually need to look at what's going on and stuff, but. Market, um, marketing your calendar for right now, guys, uh, we will probably. Maybe do... today we'll get something up on. Eventbrite. And we'll let you guys know tomorrow morning. Obviously, for the loyal listeners, we'll uh, we'll give you we'll give you guys a heads up first, so you guys can snag um, those spots. Snag those spots exactly. Um, and hey, we're it's a, a two hundred square foot house, so maybe we can get a few 2000. more people. Or sorry, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe we can get a few more people in there. Yeah, absolutely. But but we do have to cap it out on how many people come in. Otherwise, it just 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It's shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll hold an open house there so that everybody can have a look and see, and we can talk about uh, the numbers and, and what we're planning on doing with it. <clears throat> it's a pretty exciting flip. Um, and things that you might walk through and go like, oh, why aren't you doing this? And we'll tell you why. It's usually money, money, money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eileen asked, is it, is it a townhouse? No. It is a single family home. It's a two-story, double-attached garage. Oversized, I think. Uh, I reckon so. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2,000 square feet, uh, four bedrooms, uh, four level split, uh, in St. Albert, uh, really, really, really nice neighborhood. Would you call it a four level split? They called it a two story. It's kind of split though. I consider it to be a four level split. Yeah. Yeah. It's a four level split. Well, the highlight sheet and everything was two story. They're stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Nice neighborhood, nice. I uh, like the the like the streets really nice, and yeah, it's I'm I'm really excited because it gives us a little more f- flexibility to get a little more creative. Like we're trying to think about what we want to do with it. Obviously, you know, if you've been to any of our previous open houses or we've talked about flips before in the podcast, we're always trying to find, always trying to take someone on a little bit of a journey when we're walking through. You know what I mean? Um, we want we th- want them to notice certain things and notice certain things and. Um, so they, they can get emotionally attached to it. They can see themselves living in it. It's, um, so we have a little more flexibility for creativity on this one. Just trying to figure out, you know, what's, what can we do to get people's attention and, and make it memorable. But at the same time, how do we keep it within budget? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause we can get, you can get more carried away when it's a nicer house. Um, so we're going to have to be very, very cautious not to to overspend even I, you know, Gabby was walking in and, uh, you know, walk through the entryway and there's to the right, you got your living room and your dining room. And then, you know, straight ahead, you got your kitchen. Gab's just, she's looking at this wall and she's like, you know, this wall. And if this wall was gone, it'd just be like your first uh, impression walking in, it would just be so nice and open. Just damn. Our, <laughs> our bad experiences with trimming and removing walls in the last project <laughs> and how we went over budget. <clears throat> You don't think about it. Yeah, it's easy to remove a wall. I mean, heck, just remove it. No big deal. But then you don't think about the popcorn ceiling above. Yeah. That you're going to have to repair. And if you've ever tried to repair a yeah, popcorn ceiling. Yeah, you don't ceiling, repair them. Yeah, you redo, them. redo the whole <laughs> floor. So, you know, do we scrape the whole floor? And that adds quite a bit. It cuts into your profits. You got to be super cautious about that. You know, this place needs There's it. some venting there too. There is an intake and stuff. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, good yeah. call, good call. Yeah. Um, this place needs a new roof, and um, to be honest, a roof that size, I have no idea what the quotes are going to be. Yeah, we're gonna, we're we just we just aimed high in our budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else we got here? Um, Jeremy was asked a question. Did you see that one? No, I missed <clears> it. <throat> I saw a couple from Eileen. Um. How does the MLI 5% down for multifamily properties change the Edmonton investment market? Mm, that's a good question. Um, we've done a little bit of research into it. I know uh, Patrick Belanger is here, and I think he's probably done a little more research on it. Um, Garth Chapman was on Barry's uh, Facebook Monday main event last week uh, last week the week before and he's also coming back to talk more about multifamily tonight um at 5 p.m um now i got the gist of it i don't know how it's going to change the edmonton investment market per se um i have my opinions on the the market on multifamily in edmonton directly i think that it's way over I think it's way overpriced. I don't think that there's any good deals. That's one of the main reasons why I never really looked at it. Now, with new builds, you know, um, building the the newer six plexes and eight plexes, um, I think that it's going to be a lot more popular um, because of the increased amortization. Yeah. Low interest rates. Um, but as far as the details of like, 
how you're able to get the 40-year amortization or the 50-year amortization. I know that there's a bunch of different requirements and rules. And keep an eye on the comments if anyone adds it in um, and corrects me. But there are a, different, a bunch of requirements in order for you to get access to the, the increased amortization, which is the increased cash flow. <clears throat> um, but I don't have all of those the, that information on me right now. But I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't think it'll change the market too, too much. I think what they're trying to do is that there's, there's a bunch of different things. Um, the things that I, that I can't seem to mention because, or, or say, because I don't have it in front of me, but there are specific things that they said, you know, um, we talked about this over the weekend, like, um, Lindsay was talking about the, the accessibility. Um, there's incentives for, you know, making your, your buildings more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's incentives for making, <clears throat> uh, the units more affordable. And um, accessible, meaning um, like wheelchair accessible and those types yeah. of things, not like yeah. as accessible to the public. <laughs> 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 if, if you weren't in the, that conversation, you wouldn't understand what you meant by that. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> barrier free. Yes. Um, barrier free. There you go. Uh, yes. So for anyone with um, limitations, you know, getting in and out of the bathroom or the shower, et cetera, or, you know, wheelchair ramps, who knows? Uh, lifts, elevators, um, hallways, you know, wide enough, um, those types of things. So they're, they're offering incentives for those types of things and also incentives, as I said, for affordability. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're willing to, very similar like what, what the Cornerstone program did in Edmonton, right? Yeah, low like, to low income. Yeah, then they'll offer incentives. So yeah, your rents are going to be a little bit low, but they'll allow you to amortize it over a longer period, which will lower your expenses. Um, well, yeah more or less, and lower your monthly expenses so that you can afford, um, sorry, it'll give you more cash flow. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting um, how it'll affect us right away. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Jeremy? I'm curious what you think, how it's going to, yeah. how it might affect it or change the Edmonton investment market or, or Canada in general. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll wait to see if anyone says anything about that, but. Um, yeah, no one's chimed in. Uh, I'm just going through the other comments here. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, so um, Eileen just asked a few more questions. So yes, oh. it does have a basement. The, uh, back the flip. to the flip property? Yeah, back to the flip. It does have a basement. No, uh, not sweet or anything. It's just a, a plain old single family home. Yeah. Um, a, a little higher end, Eileen. Um, it was in the $400,000 range. And the after repaired value is going to be about $600,000. Yeah. So um, renovation budgets around, around $100,000. We're going to try and keep it as low as we can. As you saw, with if you've seen the pictures of the videos, it's in really great condition, but still everything needs to get redone. Yeah. So it really does, um, it's going to depend on where the where the roof comes in. Um, on the quote for that, it's going to depend on how far we go with the kitchen and mm-hmm. the little added features. Yeah. Um, light fixtures, you know, feature walls, that type of stuff. The basement's actually done. Yeah. I actually saw it for the first time um, on Friday. We popped by on our way out to Alberta Beach. And um, it's funny because, like, I agreed, like, the pictures, like, oh, my God, this place is in incredible condition. But once you actually get in there, I was like, oh, okay, there is actually a lot of, like, drywall repair that needs to be done. There is a lot of, like, okay, yeah, like – baseboards definitely like and all the trim definitely needs to be replaced okay yeah like like everything does need to be replaced and redone like it's even ceilings need to be painted like the pictures did show very well but it is rough around the edges yeah yeah and even just that example right there of ceilings need to be painted like i was talking to my contractor about it last week and you know that he said just this floor just this floor to repaint the ceilings is a four-day job for the amount of coats need to happen four days. Yeah. For, um, but that the difference here is that's like, that's for him to do it. He's not a, a, you know, a painter by trade. Yeah. So then do we get trades to come in and quote like those, they could those probably do things. it in two days with the yeah. sprayer. Right. And they, they know how to do it pro you know, like do it much faster, but they're going to charge more than what he's charging. Yeah. So it's like, you know, do we allow him to do it at a lower rate or do we hire in someone? 
get it done quicker. Yeah. Um, so we need to look at all of those individual elements. And yeah. these are these are the little things that are really make it hard to pinpoint what the actual budget is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say, "Hey, sand and paint all these um, railings." Or sand. Yeah, that's one thing. Like uh, those railings, I kept saying, like looking at the pictures, like we can just keep the railings. The railings look beautiful. Like we'll just like uh, restain them or whatever. And then, yeah, you get in there and they are all like chewed up and scratched up and marked up. And The point I was going to make was that, you know, when I said, hey, man, just sand and paint them, you know, they'll look great with the new fresh coat of paint, newer, more modern color. He's like, Wayne, just replace them. The amount of time it's going to take me to do all this and go into each individual spindle and sand it all down. And then you say, you're going to, it doesn't matter if you want it white or you want it black. It's going to take me three, four coats because, you know, when you're dealing with like that color of brown, like it, it will not change right away. You got to put coats and coats and coats on. And by that, it's better just to take a sledgehammer, and just bang them off and put and call in, you know, a, a banister, a handrail and banister um, um, company and just get them to do it. Just get them to do it fast. It's going to cost the same amount and then you got something brand new. So, um, but we don't know. It's, it's hard to say, right? It's, yeah. but I, I like that idea better, obviously, because I can get a quote. I know exactly how much it's going to be, but mm-hmm. um, today's that's, that's what today is pretty much going to be for us. Cause we're going to be heading down there. Yeah. We got to start just making notes of all the stuff and getting quotes in Yeah. and um, try and keep, try and keep it on budget or under budget. Um, but man, it can, it can slip away really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, just little things like that. I just named a few things. Um, upstairs in the ensuite was was. I think this is where we're gonna. We're probably gonna um, have our biggest impact, um, our wow factor, yeah. um, which is in an ensuite, which is kind of silly, but <laughs> a relatively but, small ensuite. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, we're always trying to figure out like where can we get people's attention, and it's not going to be in that laundry shoot that we showed. Um, <laughs> get lots of comments in the laundry shoot. Uh, but uh, in the ensuite, actually, there's a there's a small stand up shower and then a toilet next to it, and then there's a long on the opposite side of the wall. There's a long wall to wall vanity. Wall to wall vanity, and uh, what we noticed was there was um, there was a there was a water hookup on the opposite wall. So it looks like the toilet used to be on the opposite wall, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they moved the toilet. And what we're thinking is potentially to move the toilet back to that wall to wall vanity, and then have the whole opposite wall available for a full shower. Now, do we put a tub in and do we put, you know, tile it and just make, you know, normal shower? Well, my, or? my initial, like what brought the conversation on was like, oh, we should move that toilet. We should tear out the, the shower and put like a nice, like a beautiful standalone tub. Because the other main bathroom already has like your, your standard tub shower combination. The tub's so, in great condition. And the tub's in great condition. So can we just like put like a beautiful standalone tub where you can have like bubble baths and soak and like relax in there. Yeah. And then, and then of course that's like me, the, the, the female, the feminine. And then Wayne's like, or do we knock it out and make like a huge tiled in like stand up shower with, with uh shower heads on each side, like a his and her shower head. And I was like, Oh, and so it's like, See, that's going to get the guy's attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. I mean, like, is what what does everybody think? Like, what would be? And the thing for me is, I'm like, okay, if I had, if I had, the house has like four bedrooms mm-hmm. um, plus like a finished basement and stuff, so you know potential for more. And so somebody who buys that is going to have children, like probably a few, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to need four bedrooms. And so what is more beneficial? Like, is it more beneficial? you know, like you have your one tub shower combination, what would you be wanting? Would you want like your own big stand-up shower or would you want your own nice, big, beautiful standalone tub? Like what, I don't know, like what would the, what would the end buyer want? I'm going to add in my thoughts. This is an (laughs) ensuite. Yes. On the master bedroom. On the master bedroom. You're not going to be bringing your kids in to your bedroom to have them run a bath. When the the main bath is just five feet in the opposite direction in the hallway, you know what I mean? Like you got a big tub there. That's where the kids brush their teeth and have their bath and stuff like that. This is where mom and dad go and have their showers in the morning. Okay, together, together or not, <laughs> whichever. Um, <clears throat> but this is where you know this is, this is the the adult bathroom, 
right? The kids go in the other one. <clears throat> the tub is for me. It's not for the kids. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not pour. I'm not pouring bubble bath for my kids in my in my aunt suite. I'm pouring it for me. This is mom's bath. You make a very good point there. Is that yeah? Dad, you can go shower in the main bathroom. I don't give a crap about is, you. Okay, so this is a mom's bathroom. Yes, okay. it's interesting. I never really considered it that way because by putting just a tub and not having a shower, you're kind of limiting yourself in the morning for everybody trying to get ready. That's true. You want to be practical. You that's know, everyone's that's very getting true. ready. Like, you just sold me, like in that one comment. You yeah. just sold me. Mornings. <laughs> I know how to sell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I, my, my picture was, you know, I've seen a lot of new um, flippers, renovators doing, you know, very large subway tile showers, mm -hmm. right? With adding in a little, yeah, what do you call it? like an indentation for you know within the the the, the, sh the shower wall for tile it all in for where you can put your your body wash and your shampoos and stuff like that, and then just having two shower heads on each opposite side, black mm -hmm. hardware, um, and having a really nice, um, probably clear glass black hardware door. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think it'll look really fantastic. It is a little bit of a tight area. We're gonna have to look into that. Yes. Um, so that you know the door you got just yeah just the way it's configured you got your door opening into the bathroom then you've got your large door for the shower and just it's yeah. you're going to be a lot of moving around to just trying to moving around shuffling. the doors and whatnot and shuffling but we um that's what we're going to be working on today is uh and tomorrow our, our contractors first things first he wants to just take up the floor a little bit just to kind of see um which way the joists are going so that we can see if we can actually move the toilets yeah and what kind of options we have um and then we'll determine what we can do with it um, but yeah, it's, it, I, I think that stand up shower is going to be, um, probably what we end up doing. And if not worst case scenario, we just keep it as it is. And then we just replace the, the base of the stand up shower and we make it look really nice, but yeah. <clears throat> you know, you can't just replace kitchen cabinets and light fixtures and paint the walls and paint the flooring when you're in a $600,000 house, you know, you need to add something, something to make it stand out. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with the way the market is right now, we want to really, really make it stand out yeah. because of the huge demand. I think there's a huge opportunity for us to spend a little extra and actually get that money back when you're in that price range. Yes. Right. 100%. Because there's a huge demand in the market right now. People really want a house. And the, and the supply is down. So we want to take advantage of that. We want to get in there, want to renovate it fast and get it up on the market before that changes this spring. Mm -hmm. And uh, hoping to spend an extra $10,000 and maybe get 30 or 40 back. You know what I mean? Yeah, for um, sure. Um, yeah, so just reading through the comments here again. Um, yeah, so while you were talking about the railings, um, Josh says, call Johnny Five. There you go. Johnny, Johnny Five, are you too busy for us? You seem like you're a pretty busy guy. We just have a teeny tiny little railing to replace, but let us know. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to Johnny Five last week. It was Thursday or Friday, and uh, he was doing his video of him um, drilling the holes for the railing yeah. uh, at that really nice property he's at. And it's just, he's got his he's got his tape lined up, and he's got all the line, the, 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 the points, axes, yeah. the X's marked for where he drills. And I just... He's on the edge of like upstairs and there's no, you know, he's like, you know, second story. And I'm like, man, this, this video just like really stresses me out. <laughs> it's that, that kind of stuff, not necessarily the falling part, but like that you have to get your hole perfect with the drill. Yeah. And he had so many to do. And he's just like super chill about it. It's like, this is what I do. And uh, and he said, I said, that stresses me out. He goes, you know what? You know what stresses me out? He says, everything that you do stresses me out. <laughs> it's, it's funny that like, I, I just, that kind of finishing work always, like I could yeah. never do it. I couldn't, because I, I, you mess up one hole, you know what I mean? And you start adding in the spindles and you're like, yeah. oh, it's crooked. <laughs> and uh, and then you got to redo the flooring because you, you messed it up. It's yeah. a, Got your hole around. But uh, no, he did an amazing job. He does really great work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see him working on these, like, obviously, like, multi-million dollar homes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you want our little uh, one, four, one day job? <laughs> we got four feet of railing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, um, Courtney is team shower with a bench. With a bench. Yeah. I wonder if there's enough depth depth for a bench. 
Yeah, there's de there will definitely be like <clears throat> length, but yeah, it's whether or not there's depth to throw that in. Um, okay, I think that might be it on the on the flip questions, and then there's some comments in relation to the multifamily CMHC stuff. Oh, Robin asks, how long are you planning for the flip? I um, I think we're at about eight weeks. I think eight weeks for if everything basic, straightforward, if we start throwing in, adding a big shower and this and that, maybe 10. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to be leaning on the trades a lot more on this um, project as opposed to getting our general contractor to do all the work. Um, we've also got, um, we've also got someone new added to our team and, uh, and he's going to be helping out as well. Um, we partnered up with someone, so that's that's hopefully going to alleviate some of the hours as well. And um, yeah, but instead of having you know our contractor doing the the light switches and the, and uh, changing the light fixtures, we're just going to have the electrician while he's there to do that. It's cost a little bit more, but it's going to save a lot more time. Yeah. And I think on this project, uh, time is going to be where we're going to save our money. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and we want to get this on the market right away. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously the holding costs and everything are far more expensive than our little townhouses. So yeah, the quicker we get it done and on the market and sold, the better. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Should we get back into the, uh, yeah, sure. Into the multifamily. Okay. So first, um, in our Podbean app here, um, Lindsay touched on the, um, accessibility factor of things. So she said, I think the target profile of people looking to live as renters in multifamily will change in the coming years with shifts in the need for accessibility. Think boomers. And because people don't necessarily have enough saved to retire, if they remain in single family housing and don't need the space as their kids leave the house, etc., living in multifamily is becoming a more acceptable slash desirable option <laughs> to live in for many people who used to only want single family. Just my thoughts. Mm. And, and her thoughts are very valid. Um, she's done a lot of research into this area of things. So I think those are really great points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Patrick. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I didn't read Josh's comment yet. Um, he said, Lindsay, to add to your target profile, I believe a big difference coming is also in the culture. Previously, Canadian cities were fairly dis dispersed compared to so many countries or other cultures. As immigration increases and the city plans to double, I believe densification coming is very standard to many other cities and cultures. Um, so then Patrick- um, Great conversation this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Patrick has some comments on the rules for CMHC coming in. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So, I knew I knew that Patrick would. Yeah, know. he came in with some facts. So he says the new CMHC rules for multifamily are a little early to say the impacts in Alberta. It will mean that 100000 down plus 100000 closing costs will buy a $2 million building versus a $500,000 property. Wow. CMHC will be looking at the application for the need for the, that supply in the area, the social impacts, and we'll still look at remaining economic life of the building, which will need to be at least five years more than the amortization. Interesting. Our belief is that there will be a flood of applications, but it may be more difficult to get approvals. The interesting thing there was that it needs to be, they're going to be looking at the remaining economic life of the building, which yeah. will need to be at least five years more than the amortization. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking about older buildings, yeah. 1960s, 1970s, uh, and you're trying to get to that 50-year amortization or 40-year amortization. Yeah. Um, I wonder how they're going to, how do they determine the economic life of the building? Or do they ask questions about what's going to need to be done? And, and are they going to ask you your business plan of like how you plan to, are you going to replace these things? Is it going to, are they going to look for a reserve fund study, you know, for your multifamily to see that you, ha that you plan to? Like, how do you, I don't know, honestly, with multifamily, how do you determine the economic life of the building? Because a lot of people refurbish and, and yeah. older buildings. Yeah. You know, they got good bones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't know enough about it. I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested though. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that uh, Patrick's right. You know, there's going to be a ton of applications. 
um, how many are going to get approved. But it sounds like this this whole initiative is is around. Um, there's a purpose towards it. It's not about making things easier for investors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a purpose, and you know people are asking uh, for a lot of things. Housing is a very big popular topic politically right now. Um, considering everything going, well, it's always been a big popular topic. Everybody wants a place to live. Everybody wants a place to buy. Right. And everybody also wants a place to rent and they want it to be affordable. So um, with the way that the market is right now, it's, you know, it's houses are going up in value like crazy. Yeah. Um, well, across um, the country. Yeah. And and with that, um, you know, rents are going up as well. Mm-hmm. Affordability is hard. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Jeremy adds another great comment here. So he says for the 50 year amortization conversation, from my understanding of the rental rates, they do have to be 30% of median gross income, which is approximately where rent is anyways, and commit for 10 years. I noticed the land value increases for multifamily, a 50-foot lot zoned RF1 being rezoned as RF3 increases in value from 160 to 180,000 up to 380,000. I'm concerned it will increase the value of multifamily and depress a five cap to a three or four cap. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. We're just reading through comments. Yeah. Sorry for the. <laughs> we have to remember that we have to keep talking. Otherwise, it's just dead silence. I've thought a lot about like having like background music in the background um, of the shows. It's kind of, but I find it would distract me too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to kind of keep like a, like a soft, cool, jazz coffee shop jazz going on in the background yeah good morning you're here with wayne and gabby Corey asks if um on the if, wave <laughs> Corey asks if anyone has any resources to dig a little deeper into the new cmhc rules so if anybody has any you can just put it down there in the comments do you have any good resources to dig a little deeper in the new? um to be honest i would recommend um joining in on, on barry mcguire's um facebook yes. main event tonight yeah um with garth chapman being there he's an expert on it um get your questions answered um, and also obviously look into the previous one they did two Mondays ago. Um, they, they went deep into it. Uh, we were supposed to do an announcement today. <laughs> Completely forgot. <laughs> we were supposed to do a really big announcement. See, here's the problem though. Um, we were very busy last week, week getting ready for the cabinet retreat and we didn't properly finish but uh uh do we still announce it why don't we wait until tomorrow are we because we'll be we'll be everything will be finished tomorrow everything will be finished tomorrow let's do it properly fair enough we had a we had a hiccup waiting on somebody else it was out of our control true true um there's gonna be more more content. There's going to be more training. Let's just put it that way. Um, we, what I like, what I want, what we want is to give as, as much free content as possible so that you don't have to, I don't know. It, it, so it's easy to access. <laughs> I remember what it was like getting started and like, do I, do I pay for it or do I not pay for it? I need this answer. Well, we want to, that's why we started the morning show. Like mm-hmm. you can literally call in every morning and get your answer. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll give it to you for free. I'm not going to charge you. Um, additionally, um, you know, I know that we don't really go deep into topics. So we're going to start going more deep into topics and we're going to do that for free. There's going to be a lot more of that. Um, just really just, just giving back as much as we possibly can to give you guys the resources that you need. Um, and then you have what you need. And if, if you can take that and you can make the decision whether you want to take that information and go and take action, if you still need help, you still need ass kickings or you still need guidance, there's 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 resources like the cabinetry where you can come out and spend a weekend with us and we'll take all the resources that you have, the education and the money and the, and the prospects and stuff like that, and we'll help you devise a plan. But I think it's only fair that everyone, especially in today's day and age, that you have access to all the free education that you need and content 
and then give if if you're a go getter, then go and get it. I I'm I'm literally here telling you every single day. Ask me what you need, and then go do it. Yeah, that's like anything, anything, anything. Any questions you have, ask them. I will answer them, and then just as as long as you promise me today, you're gonna go and do it. <laughs> that's that's all we want. Um, it's all free. You know what? Sometimes I feel like we should charge five thousand dollars for this pro this podcast to be able to listen in <laughs> live every day. And and then suddenly people would actually take it Start seriously. Start asking questions and I know taking action. <laughs> I know that people take coaching programs and they get an opportunity to speak, to ask like one or two questions a week. And then like, okay, I got my two questions. I'm ready to go for the week. Um, and, and then I can finally go and take action next week. I'm like, no, how about you ask 10 every single morning for free? But it's sometimes when people, when it's free, people, they, they, they take it for granted, right? Yeah. Um, and I, and I find that there's a lot of people that are just like, I love your morning show. I love listening in on what you guys are doing. I'm like, don't, why are you listening to what I'm doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not your, I'm not your monkey. I'm not going to dance for you. I'm going to tell you <laughs> stories. <laughs> Yet here we are dancing, telling here stories. Here I am every morning <laughs> dancing like a monkey. <laughs> Um, but for real though, I mean, we, we, we created this resource, this platform for, for you guys. Yeah. Otherwise I'd be sleeping until eight o'clock every day. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know what, you don't know what you need to know. And it is helpful to just like, you know, listening on what somebody's doing and be like, oh shoot, I can implement that. I didn't even know that that was a thing. So like, those are, True. those are great, but you know, those, those are just things along the way that like you can add into your business. True. If you're, you know, needing to take action and needing to, um, to get a piece of information to move forward, like freaking get it. <laughs> you say that and it reminds me of like so many moments at some of the cabin retreats where someone's like, I had no idea you could do that. That, that was a thing. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Holy shit. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out of the like if you've ever yeah, played same. if you ever play cash flow, I'm, I'm out, out I'm out of the rat race. race. Yeah. I'm done. Peace. Thanks. Yeah. And I asked him, like, what are you still doing here? Go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's Saturday night. Go spend it with your wife. Yeah. Right? So um I, and I don't I don't know what you don't know. I don't know what that what that thing is going to be that's gonna make you think, <gasps> Yeah. What's now, gonna click? Now most people that are coming on the show are looking for um looking for a shortcut. Yeah. Right? I'm going to take Barry's agreement for sale course. It's a shortcut. It was a shortcut for me. It was a huge shortcut. Big time. Huge catapult for me. But that's for me. Um, yes, you can, you can buy houses from sellers and they will carry the financing and you can get in for less than 20% down. Turned what? A uh, 10-year plan into a two-year plan? Something like that? What's that? <laughs> agreement for sale. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So that, that is an option. Um, you can, if you have money, you can lend it out as mortgages. And you can get a good return. Low risk. Um, rent to owns. Rent to owns. Rent to own is is a rental. And the, the tenant has an option to buy. You know, I'm just going to try and blow people's minds as much as possible. Something clicks, maybe they'll ask me some questions. Rent to own is 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 is, is a is a lease. You're renting it to them, but they're paying an extra couple hundred dollars a month towards the purchase of their property. Now it's called an option, and that option gives them the right to buy the house for a certain price that you guys have agreed upon, and they have a certain period of time in order for which they have to transact on that property. The option is non-refundable, okay? If they pay the options every month, they continue to hold the option to buy that property for the price that you've agreed on. Meanwhile, it increases your cash flow and that tenant is now responsible for all repairs and maintenance. So you don't have to worry about normal maintenance and repairs anymore. They cover furnace filters. They cover, you know, leaky faucets, that kind of stuff because they are in theory going to be buying it at the end. Also, uh, you don't have any turnovers or vacancies. So you're saving a ton of money. Think about how much money of your rent you're putting away every month for vacancy. Mm -hmm. 8%. Think about how much money you're putting away every month for repairs and maintenance. 4%. 
you're actually gaining 12% more rent doing a rent home. Yeah. Plus you have a guaranteed fixed price at the end of it and someone who's taking care of it like their own. It's a great option. Increases cash flow. Mm-hmm. No one's really doing it. Agreement for sales. No one's really doing it. Wholesaling. Look into your city and find out how many wholesalers there are. And then ask around how many are actually doing much. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your city doesn't have many wholesalers. Yeah. Maybe two or three who are actually doing something. And how many people are in your city? A lot of fucking houses. Gabby gave me a squint because I swore. <laughs> it's a lot. There's a lot of cool things you can do in your town, your area, that not a lot of people are doing, if not no one is doing. Yeah. Huge opportunity. What else is there you can do? Fix and flips. I live in a pretty big city. Not many people doing fix and flips. Yeah, it, it feels like it because of the lack of houses on the market that everybody's fighting for, but... Yeah. There's amateurs that do one-offs. Yeah. And there's some people that are like, they're flippers, but they're not in our circles and they maybe do five a year. Yeah. But realistically, I know all the flippers in the city. Some of them are in our circles. Some of them aren't. There's not many. Yeah. And we're in a large city. Yeah. How many people are in Edmonton? Oh, God, I don't know. Million something? <laughs> At least a million. It's crazy. How many flippers are in Leduc? Uh, Half. One. Of one. <laughs> There's one. He's very quiet. He might be listening, but he doesn't do that much. Like for real, why aren't you flipping? 1.5 million. 1.5 million. And there's like six or seven flippers that I know of. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, and I know that other cities are just like this. I know, Cal- I know Calgary, you're just like it. You got a few more. You have a few more flippers than we do, but there's, yeah, not many people doing rent own. There are tons of rent own websites, tons. You type in rent own, you're going to be fighting for that. That's that SEO on Google, but not many people doing it. Yeah. I can guarantee you that I don't know anyone who's doing agreement for sales actively as a business in Edmonton or Calgary. What other strategies are there, Gab? Did I go over most of them? I think you did, yeah. (sighs) Opportunities. Huge opportunities. Pick one. Yeah. Pick one and ask me a question. We got 13 minutes. Pick one and ask me a question. How do I do it? I'll tell you, but the problem is if you ask, they're like, oh, but I have to, if I ask the question, everybody else listening is going to go and do it. (laughs) Guess what? Everybody knows how to do it. They're still not doing it. Yep. Tons of people trained to do it. <laughs> we go to courses. So we've been, and, and this is going to sound bad for, you know, Barry and Donna's rapid cash course, but it like, but it's, it's not Barry and Donna's course. Every like it's people not taking action. We'll go to a rapid cash. Event. There's 50 or 60 people there. They're like, Oh yeah, this is amazing. I'm going to do this. And then they start a website and then they don't, they don't, they don't follow through. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Hard. Why? Why is it? It's hard. Because it's hard. Yeah, it's not supposed to be easy. Everybody would be doing it. We wouldn't be here having the discussion about the opportunity. It's all hard, though. It's yeah. all hard. Everything's hard. You know what else is really hard? Staying in your same goddamn job for the next 40 years. Doing the same thing every day. Pushing a switch. Turning a dial. Hammering a nail. That's hard. That shit makes me cry. That shit really, like, that's... The fact that 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 is what people settle on rather than doing something different. Change is hard. Change is hard because there's no certainty. You know that every day when you go to work, you know exactly what to expect. Yeah. That's comfort. (laughs) It's comforting to know that you know what to expect. It's called your comfort zone. Going and doing something different and not knowing the outcome is scary and that's outside of your comfort zone. So you fall back into your comfort zone. Uh, Corey has a question on the Podbean app here. He asks, how do you quell the fear of an upcoming refinance being bad? I have this underlying fear that the refinances for upcoming burrs are going to be lower than I want. I've asked for sold comps, but there aren't many suited duplex comps out there. Mm. 
Yeah. That's, that's uh, unfortunately a risk you take um, doing something when there's not, you know, the sold comps to support it. Um, it's a valid fear because it was a risk. <laughs> How do you quell the fear? Hmm. Yeah. What I like to do is I like to focus on what I can control mm-hmm. and not focus on the things I can't control. Which in this case is what? You've, he's basically done everything he can't control. He, yeah. you, you can control the, the buy. You can control the renovations. Yeah. You can control the time in which you ask for the appraisal for the refinance. So that means maybe you might have to carry Wait. it yeah. on the expensive financing for a, an extra month or two. Yeah, and watch the market for the solds. Yeah, you can control that. You can't control what people will buy a house for in the last six months in your immediate area. You can't control that. Unless, of course, you buy a house within your immediate area within the last six months. <laughs> I suppose you can control that yeah. kind of market manipulation. But there's an idea for you. You didn't hear it from me. Uh, what you can also do is worst case scenario. Um we talk about flip the JV. I was just about to say, yeah. Something that a lot of people talk about. And it's, you want to know why? Because if a lawyer or an accountant uh, or a mortgage broker were on here, they would tell me not to say it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> are you regretting saying it? Um, any advice that I offer today, I would recommend talking to an accountant, lawyer, or mortgage broker to, to ensure that it's done correctly. But what if, what if, what if um, you had um, someone who was interested in buying? Say you couldn't, say you couldn't get the appraisal that you wanted, but you had a joint venture partner that was interested in partnering with you, and they bought the property off of you. For a price. A fair price. A fair market value price. Right? If they bought it off of you and then the cash came to you and you paid off your renovation expenses and your down payment and then the remaining balance that was paid to you, you, yeah, just sell it to your joint venture partner. You, you After you paid off your you know, your down payment and your existing mortgage and, and your renovation costs, you should have a little bit left over afterwards. Run your math. I don't know your deal, but run your math to see how much you'd have surplus left over. Perhaps maybe after the fact, you might be interested in joint venturing with that person who bought your property. And maybe for that consideration, maybe you would give them some money back of that surplus that you had because they put 20% down. If you had an extra, maybe they put $90,000 down to buy that property off of you, but you had a surplus from selling it to them. You had an extra surplus of say $50,000. So, Hey, what if I joint ventured with you and I'll bring $50,000 and we'll split it 50, 50 or your joint venture partner would be only into it for $40,000. Which now that I'm thinking about it, if you if you if you bird it, if you refinanced it and got eighty percent of the appraised value without your joint venture partner, then you would probably left be left in the deal with fifty or forty thousand dollars, right? Sorry, I was reading comments. To be honest, I don't really know if anyone's following along. <laughs> they are because there's questions. <laughs> uh, it's it sounds like a six and a half dozen except someone else is carrying the mortgage, which is really great. Um, And also, you know, it got you the same outcome as what you're trying to do. And you were able to control the appraised value. Now, the only thing that I I wonder is that um, you should, what I'd say is you should probably talk to an accountant, a lawyer, and a mortgage broker to ensure that that's done correctly. And then you're not tiptoeing in any gray areas. Yeah. Uh, make sure your intentions are correct. 
to ensure that you're doing it properly. But however, I mean, if that was possible, that would be a really great solution um, to, to not only ease your fear, uh, but to provide you an option B in the event that things didn't work out. Yeah. So Ryan asks, um, is it for JV, if getting a mortgage, isn't it still going to require the same appraisal for financing? Hmm. When you purchase two different kinds of appraisals, mm -hmm. when you're purchasing something, the bank wants to know that, hey, if you're buying this property for this price, they want to know that you're not buying something that's, you're not overpaying ridiculously because they're lending to you based on the value of that property. Mm -hmm. They're lending to you based on, you know, say 80% of the value of that property. They want to make sure that you're not overpaying by $100,000 and then they're if you go under, they're you're, left. you're over leveraged, yeah. right? They want to protect the, they're protecting their, their, their risk, right? So yeah. they want to know that you have 20% skin in the game. If you default, they don't want to be left <laughs> owing money on it because they gave you too high of a mortgage and they can't sell it for that. In, in theory though, but if you paid $30,000 more than what the current market value was by you buying it off of the MLS, you have now created a sole comparable and you have now created the new market value of that property being $30,000 more because your neighbor's going to look over and be like, Hey man, he sold his house for $30,000 more. I'm going to sell my house for $30,000 more because that's mm -hmm. the market now, right? If your neighbor next door wants to go and refinance his property right now, because he's got a suite in the basement, what comparables are going to come up? Your sold comparable. So therefore when you buy a property, you, the market is the market. You just created the market by selling it or buying it for $30,000 more. It happens all the time. But if you bought it for $100,000 more, then of course the banks would be like, eh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know about that, right? Yeah. So it's, they're kind of making sure you're staying in the same ballpark for that appraisal. The appraisal will refinance. You're not, you're not selling it. So you're not creating any new sold comparables. So therefore they're going to make sure that they're covering their, their ass as much as possible by only allowing you 80% of what the market says it's worth. You understand the difference between the two appraisals? Does that make sense? Yeah. But I also think that you missed touching on a key factor there where, um, selling on the MLS is also different than selling privately as mm -hmm. well. So when you when it doesn't even hit the MLS, the bank is definitely doing running appraisal, sending somebody yes. there. Whereas if it's on the MLS, they don't do that. Yeah, definitely have to be on the MLS because yeah. that's that's where the sold comparables are not yeah. not privately. Yeah. So you just like you you said that but you didn't specifically oh. highlight that. Yeah, well, I'm not putting a course on gap. <laughs> I'm just saying this. Hypothetically, this is an idea you should talk to your lawyer accountant and, mar and mortgage broker about. Mm -hmm. Um, Orain wants to know, do you help running numbers on a renovation, Wayne? Do I help? Yeah. Do I help who? People. Is that something you offer? My mentees. Mm -hmm. My mentees get everything. Yeah. Could somebody book a coaching call with you and ask about cost of renovation stuff? That is another option as well. Yeah. If you look in the show notes there, you can book a coaching call. I can run that. I won't give advice, but I can answer questions on coaching calls. It's the difference between coaching and mentorship. Mentorship, I'll do anything in my power to help you. I actually just recently sent someone a joint venture partner. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Go partner with this person. <laughs> That's what I'll like. I'll do that for mentees. If you need a contract, I'll send you my contractor. If you need anything, I'll text you every morning and tell you how worthless you are. <laughs> <laughs> or how great you are, whichever, whichever, whatever you need, whatever you need, <laughs> whatever you're going to do. Um, coaching, I just, I answer questions. So if yeah. you want to analyze a property, book a coaching call. Absolutely. I can do that for you. Okay. So it is seven o'clock. It is. We are at the end of the questions. Are we? And it is the last day of the month. We'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just uh, highlighting the fact that, you know, if there's a little heart beating there for you to click on, you might want to do that. <laughs> if you haven't shared the show yet, you might want to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Share the show. Tell your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, should we wrap it up there? Yes. We'll, uh, we'll give our full announcement tomorrow. Um, and announce the winner of the, Oh, it's just going to be nothing but celebrations and <laughs> excitement tomorrow. 
Yeah. Um, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Thanks for all your questions. Um, thanks for keeping the conversation going for us. Um, <laughs> we really do appreciate it. Hope you guys have an awesome Monday. Monday. <laughs> and we'll Happy see Monday. you on Tuesday morning. And Johnny Five, I'm messaging you. Okay, see you guys. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 